very glad that you've decided to join us today. My guest today is Dr. Amy Hornman. Dr. Amy is famous by the name of the Thyroid Fixer, and she's also the host of the really top-rated podcast in the medicine and alternative health world, which is called the Thyroid Fixer, with really listeners all over the world. She's also the founder of the Institute of Thyroid and Hormone Optimization, which is an organization that is transformational and brings forward proven approaches to address thyroid dysfunction and support people in returning to their full health following thyroid issues. Dr. Amy also is the creator of The Fixer, it's F-I-X-X-R, which is a supplement line with revolutionary proprietary supplements that are changing the lives of many people. But fundamentally, she really is a woman on a mission to optimize thyroid patients around the world and give them their lives back. That is because of her personal experience, which we're going to be talking about on the podcast after being uh, misdiagnosed six times. And I'm going to leave the rest uh, for her to tell you. But that is really what her has set her on the path of becoming the extreme cutting edge specialist that she is. And she supplies you with the tools that you need and personalized treatment that you need in order to fix you and your health. That is what makes her program unique in this space. And we're gonna be talking about her support system, uh, which is really something that is non-existent in, in that space aside from hers. And that is why we, we really wanted to have a podcast with her because of her all-encompassing approach of not only looking at a patient as just a lab value, but really examining all the factors that tie into thyroid dysfunction and thyroid symptoms and how really she fixes you with her holistic approach. But we are going to dive deep in this uh, episode into what is the thyroid, how it functions, how it affects our general health, and uh, what we can do in order to optimize our health through referring to the optimal function of, of the thyroid gland. Three things that you will be learning here today is why the thyroid is in control of cellular turnover and the health of our skin, how to optimize your thyroid, and what tests you need to get to get the full picture of your thyroid health. Before we dive into today's episode, I would like to say that it would mean the world to us and to me specifically, if you took two seconds of your day to subscribe to the podcast. Not only it ensures you will never miss it on an episode, but it also greatly helps the growth of this podcast and makes sure other people will be exposed to this information as well. Last thing before we start, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Young Goose, which is the world's first biohacking skincare, where we don't only look to improve the appearance of your skin, but really the function of the skin, dialing back the, um, basically optimizing the skin and making it function like a younger skin. And then obviously you get beautiful skin from that. But without further ado, Please welcome Dr. Amy Horner. Uh, 
All right, Dr. Amy Horneman, welcome to the Biohacking Beauty Podcast. I'm uh, very excited to have you today. You are really the, the person that we were looking for, waiting for, and excited to, to talk about uh, hormones and thyroid with. So welcome to our podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here because I am a self-proclaimed addict of biohacking, <laughs> beauty, and anti-aging. So I, I love putting my two cents in. Awesome. So yeah, well, you know, we spoke a little bit off air and I feel like that could have been a good start for the podcast, but, but we've spoken a little bit about how if you want something to function properly, the entire organism need to, needs to function properly. Like if we want glowing skin, if we want to perform well, you know, working out in bed, whatever that may be, you, you really need to take care of your general health. And your interest specifically, which is, again, like thyroid and hormones is a key factor, a, a focal point in, in every function that we want to perform optimally. How do, would you describe it? How would you explain it to someone who maybe doesn't know why, what the thyroid is or why it's important? Yeah, absolutely. So we have to think of the thyroid. Well, it is the master gland. The thyroid is the mm -hmm. master gland of your entire body. So it runs every cellular process. It runs your mitochondria. It is in control of your metabolism. It's in control of whether your hair grows or doesn't grow or falls out. It's in control of your skin cell turnover. It has control over and has an influence on every aspect of your body, and then including hormones and insulin and blood sugar regulation, ATP production. So if the thyroid is, we'll, we'll just say off, if it's not mm -hmm. functioning properly, if it's not optimal, then you might see manifestations show one of your symptoms might be bad skin. You can have acne, you can have dryness, you can have crepey skin. A lot of my patients will say, I, I feel like I aged fast. Like in the last year or so, I think I aged maybe five, seven years. And they'll just start to see mm -hmm. those signs of aging come on just so much faster than your average Susie Q. So it really, it behooves us to start with the thyroid because just like you and I were talking about, I mean, you can, you can do everything where right? you can put on the best product ever. And if you have internal dysregulation, it's going to show on your skin. Yeah, it, we try and instill the, that model of a pyramid. Like, a, you know, if you want your best skin, you need the pyramid is basically the bottommost, most important part of the pyramid is like maintaining your overall health and then having, you know, the molecules or the, the blood circulation molecules to support whatever process you want. And then you want some kind of stimulation, right? So, as a whole, we're trying to break this paradigm at Young Goose, the skin brand that we have. But mm -hmm. in general, what good skincare is and what skincare is, is homework for the skin. And also most aesthetic procedures, what they are, they're homework for your body to then perform whatever function it needs to perform. So it is now up to your body, which is, again, mass regulated by your, you know, a few organs, but maybe the, the main one is your thyroid. In order to do that, it needs to function well, or else whatever you're going to do is not going to work, or actually it's going to cause an adverse effect. So why is, the why is it so important? What, what makes it the master gland? Well, it, it's the thyroid gland secretes two hormones, T4 and T3. 
And T4, it's important to remember this, T4 is inactive and T3 is active. And by active, I mean that is the hormone that your cell has a receptor site on it for. So whenever we're talking about hormones working in our body, you have to think of a lock and key system. You want that exact lock or the exact key to go in the lock and fit properly. So on every cell, every single cell, I mean, think of that, like 30 trillion cells we have, every cell has a receptor Mm -hmm. site on it for the T3 hormone, the T3 thyroid hormone. So we have to make sure that we're producing enough, right? Or if there's not enough to go around, some of your cells are like, what the heck here? I'm not getting any T3. Well, I can't work properly. When that T3 gets to the Mm -hmm. cell and that locking mechanism and turns it on, that's where we function properly. Like I said earlier, every function, every, your heart beating, your, your brain function. I mean, beyond skin, whether or not you're going to lose weight, gain weight with the diet that you're on, whether or not you have cardiovascular disease, whether or not you have skin cell turnover, every aspect of the body is dependent on the thyroid gland producing enough Mm -hmm. thyroid hormone. Now, let me back up. T4 is inactive, but it will convert to T3. So you might be sitting there thinking like, well, wait a minute, if the Mm -hmm. thyroid gland produces T4 and T3 and T3 is active and T4 is inactive, why does it even produce T4? Well, T4 is your storage. You know, it's like the gas that's at the gas station that you have to go get. So it has to actually be converted over into the usable form T3. And in that conversion Mm -hmm. process, a lot of things can interfere. So oftentimes we have to help a person out and Mm -hmm. replace their thyroid hormones, specifically T3, if their body isn't doing that conversion or their thyroid gland isn't making enough. And then there's the autoimmune form of thyroid disease, Hashimoto's. That accounts for about 95% of all hypothyroid cases. So now you have the autoimmune component coming in and all of a sudden we have this inflammation because we know any autoimmune disease is correlated with a genetic predisposition, inflammation, usually usually a trigger of some sort Mm -hmm. like high stress, hormonal change, eating gluten, anything like that. So now we have the autoimmune component too that starts affecting and interacting with our cells and with how our body works on a day-to-day basis, just how it works overall. So without, and I think honestly, the thyroid does not get the love that it deserves, not even in, not even by your doctor, not even in the medical community. Mm -hmm. And I have been doing this for 28 years now. And I see it over and over again, day after day, patients will come to me and their doctors don't even run the right test. They're not treating it properly. They're not they're not even diagnosing a person's thyroid problem. And there it is in black and white on paper. So it just, I think we have to go back and really work on and optimize. It's all about being optimal, not just normal, optimal, really optimize the thyroid so that everything else in your body can work properly and everything else can work optimally as well. It's like a trickle down effect. Definitely. And I think what I'm curious with is two things. First, why do things go awry, right? Like why are we, we're, you know, as biohackers or as health optimizers, as people who are just interested in, in the mechanisms of health, we want to look back and say, okay, this is us as an animal, as a human being, as a machine, that's what's the programs that are supposed to run. And then 
what's missing, what's you know what's going wrong for for the thyroid to function suboptimally to basically you know either overfunction, underfunction, whatever that is. What's going on there? So, like I said earlier the, about Hashimoto's, yeah. 95% of all hypothyroidism or low thyroid function is the autoimmune form, Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm. So, what do we know that turns on the switch of an autoimmune condition from the off position to the on position? Any kind of hormonal change. Mm-hmm. So, puberty, pregnancy, perimenopause, menopause, birth control. IUDs, any kind of hormonal shifts that occur. And even if they are naturally occurring shifts like pregnancy, pregnancy is is what most women do, right? <laughs> but it's still a stressor on the body and it can still turn on that autoimmune switch. So many times you'll hear a woman say, you know, it was after my first pregnancy. It was after my second pregnancy. That's when all the weight came on. I lost my hair. I lost my eyebrows. My skin went to crap. I can't go to the bathroom every mm-hmm. day. And so all of that starts occurring usually after some kind of hormonal shift or stress. Mm-hmm. So chemical stress, toxic stress, environmental stress, you know, the, the world we live in, stress, any kind of major stressor can also turn that autoimmune switch on. So that's in the Hashimoto autoimmune camp. Then that 5% that is hypothyroidism, non-autoimmune hypothyroidism, that can be caused by excessive dieting, excessive exercise, eating disorders. We'll often see that take a toll on the thyroid and then it just doesn't work well anymore. And then chemotherapy, radiation to any part of the body, not just the neck, but certain medications used, all of those can tank the thyroid, including birth control that I mentioned earlier. That is a known tanker of thyroid function. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different causes, but you know, at the end of the day, it's not really important to find the cause. And I know that sounds silly coming from a functional medicine, right? You were supposed to look for the root cause, but with the thyroid, it's yes, we want to look for the root cause and treat that. If you have an underlying infection, Epstein bar virus, whatever that trigger is. But at the end of the day, I want you feeling good. Yeah. I want you optimal. So it's about optimizing you because we can spend all day saying, well, let's treat this Epstein-Barr virus and let's help your adrenals. And then we'll cross our fingers and wish on a rainbow that your thyroid gland starts producing T3. Mm -hmm. Well, no, let's actually treat the thyroid. Let's give a person who has low thyroid hormone, thyroid hormone replacement therapy. Mm -hmm. And then you see everything come back to life rather than waiting a year and a half while treating all these underlying causes. So it, it really is about just optimization. It's optimization of the entire body. Yeah, I I agree with you. And the second question I I wanted to ask is why is it underdiagnosed or why is it under, you know, it's also under research, underdiagnosed, but also like why would a medical professional that is interested in the benefits of their patient at the end of the day, even if they're uneducated or whatever, why are they not looking at it? What's going on there? Ah, uh, I wish I knew. I wish I had a good answer. Honestly, that's the million dollar question. So if we back up my experience, I was misdiagnosed six different times. Wow. So this is back in my twenties. I was competing in figure competitions. Mm-hmm. So there's NPC figure fitness competitions. 
And I was doing them and I, I, I had done plenty of them. I'd done fitness modeling. I did competitions. So, you know, you diet down, your diet is really strict. You're eating chicken and broccoli and asparagus and you're hitting the gym twice a day all to get your body to a certain point, very, very lean, very low body fat percent to step on stage yeah. in a bikini, right? So you're, you're really, really strict with your diet and you expect, like I had done 15 other times, to lose weight. Well, this one particular show that I was getting ready for, the scale started going up and up and up and up. And I'm talking 25 plus pounds. I had stopped weighing myself after that. Wow. 25 pounds came on the scale. So of course, I mean, I did back then what all of us do. You go to your doctor and you say, something isn't right. Because here's the thing, you know your body. Mm -hmm. Everyone listening knows their body. And you know, when you get that feeling of, I am not myself. Something is off. Something is not right. This should not be happening. I shouldn't be feeling this way. So I go to my doctor and well, first doctor says, you're fine. Everything is normal. Air quotes. Mm -hmm. Second doctor says, just eat less and exercise more, which I found comical based on what I was eating and how much I was exercising. And then, I mean, I heard it's all in your head. I heard you're just getting older. I heard every gaslighting statement that there was to make me feel like I was losing my mind. Knowing what I know now and looking back on that situation to answer your question, I believe, number one, they didn't test me properly. Now, this was before, this was the catalyst to get me into functional medicine. So I didn't know back then. I was just like you. I was just a... a a person with symptoms looking for answers. Mm -hmm. And looking back, I, I bet they did not do the right testing, number one, because thyroid testing needs to be thorough. And what most doctors learn in medical school is you test something called TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone. Now that's great and all if, if it actually tells us an answer, if it's high, if it's you know actually flagged high, that tells us, okay, there's a there's a hypothyroid, there's a low thyroid function in this person. Mm -hmm. But there's so, that can be totally in that normal range. You don't get a little H or an L next to it. It's totally normal, but you have to go beyond that. You have to look deeper. You have to do all of the testing to get the accurate picture of thyroid function. So you have to test free T3, free T4. We want to know what those thyroid hormone levels are in your body. Mm -hmm. We want to know reverse T3, which is the anti-thyroid hormone. It's your survival mechanism hormone. We want to test TPO and TGA, which are our two tests for Hashimoto's to see if you do have antibodies present that are attacking your thyroid and making it just not work very well. Mm -hmm. It's all about the testing. So if a doctor only tests TSH, maybe free T4, you're not getting the full picture at all. So, so many people go undiagnosed, misdiagnosed because of the testing. I mean, that's really part one. And then part two of that, why people, maybe they are diagnosed, but they're not feeling better. Yeah. And, and I have a ton of those patients come to me. And when we look at it, docs are putting them on one type of medication. And again, this is what they learned in med school standard of care, you know, if your patient has a high TSH, give them Synthroid. Yeah. Period. End of story. So they give them one medication, T4, and then they, okay, well, this should do it, Susie. Good luck. Bye. And Susie leaves the office and is like five months later going, 
I thought this pill was supposed to help. Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't do anything. I haven't lost weight. I haven't grown my hair back. I'm still depressed. I'm still anxious. My skin is still crappy. What is going on? And that's part of the problem, too, is in treatment. You have to optimize a patient and listen to them and ask them how do they feel and ask them about their symptoms and go beyond just looking at one little lab marker and giving them one little drug. Yeah. It really has to be comprehensive. Yeah. It seems to me like in some cases, you know, we can, in air quotes, like educate our doctor. We can go to the same doctor we're going to for whatever, but we can tell them, hey, I've seen this and that, please do this and that test. In that case, it seems to me like we really should seek someone who is extremely educated in that subject specifically and make sure that we're getting the, the most up-to-date treatment possible. Absolutely. And I even, I, I complain about this on my podcast, the amount of functional, integrative, all of those, those key terms that we hear so much about in the biohacking space now, those types of practitioners having no clue about the thyroid. So I'll, I'll also get patients that say, well, I've already spent so much money. Mm -hmm. I already saw a functional practitioner and, and this is all that they tested and this is all they did. And I say, well, they shouldn't be using the term functional then because they are acting like a normal conventional doctor and taking your money. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to use the term functional, they better test and treat functionally as well. And that's important for consumers, for your audience to know. In if, if you think you have a thyroid problem, if you have one and you, you resonate and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been on that, this one pill and I don't feel any better. It's about finding a specialist. Mm -hmm. You have to find a thyroid and hormone specialist and ask the questions. Ask them what they test. If they don't test every test that I just rattled off and I could give you a laundry list more, if they're not testing that, run. Yeah. Ask them how yeah. they treat, what medications they use. If they only say Levo, Synthroid, if they're only using T4, run. There's so many different practitioners out there like myself that can help you and will help you. You're not stuck with you know what you have in your hometown anymore. You absolutely can go outside of the box and be treated and optimized by, by specialists. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to devise like rules of thumb, especially in the, in the health community and the biohacking community. I, I think both of them, obviously in, in the Venn diagram, there is a lot of things that are pretty much identical. And within those, within those communities, whether it's like health optimization, whatever you want to call it, there are, there are two ways to operate. And that, those are the two ways that we operate as human beings in this world and the way that we build things, et cetera, which is bottom up and top down processes. Bottom up means we have like a master plan and we're looking at the master plan and trying to match everything to the master plan. That's top down. Bottom up are processes. We react to everything and we have the right reactions to everything. So we can take like your figure competition. We're not really looking for health. What we're doing is we're asking ourselves, how would the best, like healthiest optimal body look like? And now we're going to do just whatever would get us there faster or whatever is going to manipulate our body in order to appear like it is optimal. Yeah. But in that process, because we are not actually built to have top-down processes, that, that's not how nature works. What happens is, is that we are damaging a lot of systems that are supposed to be operating in a bottom-up procedure. And if this happens, then what are we doing? So if a medical professional, if a coach, whatever, if someone who gives you professional help 
does not function in a way where they see the problem, they address it, the, they measure the result, they alter whatever they need to alter. If they do not operate that way, it is not going to work, period. It doesn't matter what it is. Correct. Yeah. Yep, I agree. That was very well said. I agree completely. Yeah, and so in that, you know, framework, let's say we're doing the right things as far as, you know, hormone replacement, if we're looking at optimizing our system within the parameters of my system is now, you know, malfunctioning. I have a thyroid issue. I have a autoimmune, you know, Hashimoto's, whatever that is. You're getting the hormone replacement. What other things are you doing in order to optimize people's, let's say, specific goals, specific systems? What are you seeing people now that, that you've given them this help? What do you see people looking for and asking for? So I have a way of doing things. I just termed it at some point in time, both and, right? Meaning we have to do everything together, just like what you're saying. So yes, we start by optimizing the thyroid, but at the same time, and we optimize hormones. So let's look at your sex hormones, because I said the thyroid is the master gland. It has an effect downstream on the sex hormones. So that's your male or female. You got progesterone, you got estrogen, you got testosterone, you have DHEA. You have another hormone called insulin, mm -hmm. and that's regulating your, your blood sugar. There's something called insulin resistance mm -hmm. that can also contribute to aging. Alzheimer's is called type 3 diabetes, so it contributes to Alzheimer's. It Really, the fastest way to age is keep your insulin high. It's mm -hmm. going to cause weight gain, diabetes, high cholesterol, heart issues. So we want to look at insulin and see if that's being thrown off because the thyroid is thrown off. So I want to address that as well, mm -hmm. because addressing insulin resistance will take down inflammation. Insulin resistance is hugely correlated with just poor skin because you're inflamed all the time. Mm -hmm. And then we go next to that, back to the hormones. Let me go back to the hormones. With low estrogen, you're going to have thin, crepey skin mm -hmm. and really thin hair. You might not have hair loss where you have, let's say, a bald spot, mm -hmm. but just think of like little old ladies that maybe aren't on hormone replacement and like you, they have see-through hair, right? Like yeah. you can almost see their scalp. So that's low estrogen because they, they just, you know, followed what the way of thinking has been forever is oh, I'm just going to age. I'm just going to age gracefully. Well, there's nothing graceful about aging. Yeah. You need hormones. So low estrogen will produce that. Then low testosterone will also start to wreak havoc with your overall just motivation, energy, sex drive, fat loss, High testosterone, which I don't see as much of, but it can happen. Mm -hmm. That's where you get the androgenic effect of cystic acne, different hormonal breakouts around the chin. Estrogen has a role in that as well. Thyroid, coming back to the thyroid, mm -hmm. that's going to cause hair loss and hair thinning and just dryness uh, of the hair where it gets really kind of straw-like and just bad. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we have the nutrients. So again, coming back to the both and, right? Let's get your thyroid online. Let's get your hormones optimized. Let's make sure you're not insulin resistant. Now let's check all of those nutrients, all of those nutrients that are vital for, again, everything. So T4, again, has to convert to T3. T4 to T3 conversion is dependent on many nutrients that play a role in beauty, mm -hmm. in skin, in hair. 
Things like iodine, magnesium, selenium, zinc, vitamin D, just your overall nutrient status, whether you're copper toxic, low in zinc, is your vitamin D in the toilet where you have no immune system, is your iodine low where your reverse T3 is going to be high, low iodine can cause hair loss as well. So there's so much interplay with everything, with the nutrients, with the insulin, with the hormones, with the thyroid. And then there's your food, Mm -hmm. right? Then there's your food. So again, I can't do everything I just said and have a patient go to McDonald's or have a patient be eating 20 grams of protein per day because we know protein is imperative for your hair. Mm -hmm. Let's listen. If you're not getting in enough protein, I tell my patients this too. If you're not getting in enough protein, your muscles and your hair are the biggest sources of amino acids. So if, if your body, and remember your body is so smart, if your body is not getting in enough protein, it's going to start breaking things down in order to find it. Yeah. So it's going to start stealing it, stealing those amino acids from your muscles, breaking down your hair. You're not going to get the nutrients to have long, luscious hair. It's not going to grow. It's going to fall out. It's going to break. It's going to be thin and wispy. It's going to be straw-like. And that all comes back to what are you putting in your body? Are you putting stuff in your body that creates inflammation? Are you not getting in enough protein to even feed your heart muscle to beat, let alone give enough to your skin, your hair, your muscles? So it all comes down. I, again, it's it's that whole picture. It's the both and theory. It's doing it all at once. And when a patient does it all, and it sounds harder than it is. I don't want you to think like, oh gosh, I can't do all of that. Yes, you can. You take a little pill here for hormone replacement. We give you some supplements for your insulin resistance. We address your hormone. And then we just work on your diet. And your labs will tell us how you should eat. There is no one size fits all. You can buy every diet book out there. In fact, if I write one, you can buy mine too. But at the end of the day, right? At the end of the day, your, your labs tell us how you should eat. Your labs will tell me if you're eating enough protein or not. If you're insulin resistant. If you're not even drinking and eating enough salt. Maybe you need more salt in your diet to support your adrenals. Your labs tell us everything. First of all, it's very nice that everything you just said basically communicates with, with what our approach, which is the, that bottom-up approach, like you have to measure, you have to respond to what's going on. But what really I am getting from what you're saying, especially if we're going back to let's get the thyroid functioning first, it's like okay, it doesn't really matter in the beginning what caused that dysfunction. First, now that it's dysfunctional, now that we're not functioning properly, we're not going to go back and rebuild those Lego pieces or whatever. First, we need the machine to function optimally. And then that optimally functional organism, you know, body, now we can ask it to repair itself better, to maintain itself better, which is extremely you know, smart and logical. Now, my question is, especially when we're talking about protein and we're talking about like health optimization, where we're talking about little ladies that want to age gracefully with feeling that they're not in, intervening with nature. First of all, to me, it's right. it's hilarious because we know we're the only animal that lives way beyond its reproductive stage. Nature doesn't work that way. Nature only builds a machine that is built to replicate itself, right? We're only built, you know, physically to pass on our genes. And whatever happens after that, since these genes are irrelevant to 
the genetic code. Right. They're they're just relying on whatever machinery was there before. They are waning down. And if we're logically understanding that we want that we have at least half of our live lives to go, we now need to intervene in those mechanisms and make sure that they function optimally. Absolutely. And like connecting to that and connecting to what you said about protein. We know that there is a dichotomy between functioning really optimally, functioning at 100% output right now, and maybe like not depleting reservoirs later on. Obviously, there is a, a pathway called mTOR, which is literally the abundance pathway, right? If there is too much abundance, it is going to make us or make our body not maintain itself for the future. And if there is lack of abundance, it's basically going to make, in, in normal ranges, it's going to make our body kind of preserve a lot of things so we can enjoy more youthfulness later on. After we've fixed the body, after, well, fix is a big word, but after we've made the body comfortably optimal, are you approaching any kind of like intermittent fasting or any kind of survival stress on the body that is going to make us, you know, our health span expand? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because those, those biohacking tools that we now have mm -hmm. that, that many of them, such as intermittent fasting has been proven to extend life and extend our telomeres and just improve our, our bodies all all around by reducing insulin, by giving our digestion a break, by something called autophagy, mm -hmm. where we're cleaning out all of those dead zombie cells. Mm -hmm. We know that. So when you stack those, the biohacking tools, be it intermittent fasting, red light therapy, infrared saunas, mm -hmm. the heat stress, the cold stress. When you do all of that, then now you're just layering. Mm -hmm. Now you're, you're adding to your your toolbox of anti-aging where you will, and by anti-aging, I want to clarify my definition is not to live to 120. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty pumped up if I can hit 85 and look 50, right? Yeah. And don't laugh because that's possible these days. Yeah. With, with stem cell therapy, with all the biohacking tools that I just mentioned, with optimizing hormones, because now we know that hormones are safe. Mm -hmm. Don't let your doctor tell you that it'll cause cancer. That was an old study. Your doctor hasn't opened a book since he left med school, and 80% of what he or she knows is obsolete anyways. Yeah. So if your doctor isn't keeping up to date with the latest research, with the latest studies, with the latest evidence, with precision medicine, with per personalized medicine then you got to leave your doctor because you're going to be stuck in the dark ages. But don't let your doctor tell you that hormones are bad. They are not. We have these tools now so that we can live our absolute freaking best life ever. And we don't have to wave the white flag and go, okay, well, I'm menopausal. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm just going to feel like crap, put on 20 pounds and, you know, wear a muumuu. Like, no. You don't have to do that at all. You can absolutely live your best life as long as you want to live it until you want to give up, until your body gives up. And then that's a whole nother story about disease and aging and all that. But yeah, we won't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. 
I wanted to take a quick break for this episode to chat with you about our Young Goose skincare product and our special offer for our podcast listeners. Our products are the world's first biohacking skincare products. And what they aim to do is to reboot uh, your skin cells to a youthful state so they can correct the cellular damage that is accumulated over time. Our favorite products and the one that we recommend everyone to start with are is our care concentrated moisturizer that can be used as both a day and a and the night cream. What this product is really specially delivering to the skin is our NAD precursors that are nano-sized and lipolized. They are both NR and NMN. And what they aim to do is to fuel the repair processes that our skin engages in by activating also our sirtuins, which are our anti-aging genes or our longevity genes that are responsible for DNA repair and basically repairing who we are really as human beings. In order to do that in a, the most effective way, we combine it with our enhanced resveratrol, which is fermented resveratrol that allows resveratrol to be 50 times more bioavailable in the skin and actually non-toxic because most people don't know that resveratrol is actually toxic for the skin since the skin doesn't have the enzyme to break it down like our gut does. So by fermenting the the resveratrol and introducing the enzymes in the fermentation process, we can obviously make it non-toxic and 50 times more bioavailable. And Care Concentrated Moisturizer also has 10 more active ingredients that support those processes, such as CoQ10, PQQ, two forms of vitamin C, and even turmeric and B vitamins. This is the first product we recommend. The second is eye care, which is a version of care specifically for the eyes. It also contains our NAD precursors and also contains very, very advanced peptides or proprietary complex that includes GHKCU, a copper peptide that is very famous for its anti-aging abilities. The third product we recommend is our ProCare Serum. And that is a very special serum because it interacts with the mTOR pathway, which is a pathway that is very famous for its ability to affect how we age. So this product does a few things, but really what it does, it eliminates senescent cells, which are cells that harm our skin because our skin couldn't clear them very well. So it eliminates those, regenerates the skin. It stimulates the mitochondria with lilac uh, cell culture extract. And it also has a very strong and effective form of vitamin C that is well known to help the skin regenerate itself. Combining these three products by first applying ProCare, then eye care, and then care will give you the best results you've ever experienced for your skin and that we guarantee. If you would like to try these products, you can head over to younggoose.com to our website. And when checking out, please use the promo code PODCAST20 in all capital letters in order to get 20% off your first purchase. Again, head over to younggoose.com and use promo code PODCAST20 in all capitals for 20% off your first purchase. And now let's get back to the podcast. Well, to be honest with you, to, to anyone who's listening, if you want to know if your doctor doctor's up to date or not, is he like an ultra specialist? That's the only question. Why is that? Because there is so much going on. There are just about any of the every word that we just had in in the last 30 minutes there has 
probably been 10 research studies published this month. So if they are not going down their own chosen rabbit hole and like doubling down on it, they are not up to date. Mm -hmm. Like that is a rule. They do not have enough time of day. By the way, maybe if they're a general doctor, but they take only one appointment a week and you're that appointment, maybe that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if they're, they have a full-time job, they are also a type of a entrepreneur. They're a business owner, right? They need to manage their business to, certain, to a certain direction. And then they also need to treat patients and also need to read you know, copious amounts of, of information and keep themselves up to date. It doesn't exist, does not. So you have to really seek those bleeding edge kind of specialists if you have an acute issue that you want to zero down on. If you're, you know, I don't know, an alien, if you're genetically gifted and you're just, you know, you reached 50 and everyone, you know, thinks you're 30, great. And you feel 30, great. But that is really one out of a million. So maybe there are like uh, someone listening that that I just gave a compliment to. But everyone else, it's it's (laughs) super important. Yeah. Most of us don't fall into that category. Most of us are battling, you know? I think it's a good thing because it means we're there. If most of us are battling, there are solutions, right? If it was one person out of a million that had, that needed a solution, there weren't, there wouldn't be a lot of them. Uh, But since everyone's struggling, there are solutions that again, and innovation keeps going. My question is, it's kind of a double question, but First, we did mention a lot of modalities, and most of those modalities, whether it's heat stress, cold stress, caloric stress, movement stress, right? Like, I mean, high-intensity interval training, whatever that may be. And we can think of more and more stressors that are going to lead to a positive response. But obviously, from the word stress, I think you can kind of understand what I'm going for. How do we incorporate them, and how early do we incorporate them? So let's say someone comes to you and they have an issue how do you manage those stressors? Really good question because it's important for people, your audience to, to realize that when you have imbalance, when you have a thyroid imbalance, hormone imbalance, and you're working at getting things more imbalanced and optimized, sometimes it is best to lay off of those hormetic stressors, even though they're good, even though they, we, they've been shown to produce a positive result in the body. Just like, yeah. like we mentioned intermittent fasting, we know intermittent fasting produces autophagy, you reduce your risk of cancer, you're cleaning out dead cells, you're giving your digestion a break, you're lowering your insulin, so you're helping your pancreas balance out. But that can be a stress that maybe your body in its, in its beginning state as we're optimizing you can't handle. Like that, that extra stressor will be kind of the feather that falls down and, and crumbles the, the pile, right? So we want to get you a little bit optimized first, and then we can start incorporating in those hermetic stressors to improve the body where the body will see it as like, okay, cool. Now I can increase my metabolism. Now I can clean house. Now I can do whatever, improve my mitochondrial function. Yay. Instead of what the hell is this person doing to me? I'm already under stress. There's an autoimmune condition present. I don't have enough testosterone to even walk out the damn door. And this person's uh-huh. trying to intermittent fast and do infrared uh-huh. saunas and cold baths, you know, <laughs> and it's just too much on the body. Yes, definitely. So, and, and we did discover it with metformin, right? Metformin three years ago, like I think probably a year before the pandemic, when everyone in Silicon Valley was taking it as far as like a, 
uh, to anyone who doesn't know, metformin is, you know, the classical, I mean, diabetes medication that has shown to have some benefits for longevity. And, you know, when something comes out first, like uh, people are on the bandwagon and then we start to realize it is a stressor, right? The reason it is like good for longevity because it's a stressor and then we're getting to well, for most people, that's a stressor that actually has less benefits than drawbacks. Exactly. So leading to that, the new craze as far as weight loss in general, and also now we're starting to see it uh, being hinted as far as um, a uh, longevity drug is Ozempic or semiglutide, yep. which is the uh, which is the name of the peptide. So yep. this is a peptide that is now widely used. It's quite expensive. It's widely used in order to you know, to decrease, uh, to increase uh, fat loss or to to lower weight. And we're starting to see, again, because everything that's going to be involved with caloric restriction is also going to be pointing at uh, longevity. Right. Are you incorporating it for people who are trying to lose weight? How are you perceiving this drug? I do here and there. I do. Mm -hmm. So if I have a patient that has super high insulin, and, and we're doing the things like maybe we're doing metformin. I love berberine as yeah. well. So I, I have, a, I actually created a product called blood sugar fixer. My thyroid fixer, hormone fixer. So I have, I, I love berberine. I've been using it for years and I think it does a fantastic job at knocking down insulin and really bringing down that A1C into the yeah. optimal range, keeping insulin low. Like we said, that just keeps down inflammation, but you know, you have those people that maybe they don't respond to it. They're still running an insulin of a 16 and 18, something really, I like insulin below a six. Mm-hmm. So anytime that insulin just isn't pushing down, then we can use Ozempic, semaglutide as just that, even a short-term use, just that adjunctive therapy to kick that insulin down, really kickstart the metabolism, help a person lose weight. It does have its side effects, the nausea, and in general, crappy feeling, yeah. fatigue, bottom of that blood sugar. So we have to really, really temper the dose and and only use it on those people that truly need it. And they have to be watching their blood sugar too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, berberine, obviously dihydroberberine, which is like, um, I don't know, more a fad within berberine uh, is, is, is really becoming a prominent, more natural solution than metformin. And I love it. I guess you do too. So you've actually, I think it's a great kind of peek into your mind as far as when you create a product, because you have created uh, products that people love, enjoy, get results with. Mm -hmm. How are you approaching, you know, if someone asked me, you know, oh, you made a a bioretinol, like why would you make what was your approach in creating retinol? Well, retinol causes retinoid, retinal dermatitis. We try to avoid it. And these are the reasons we choose 0.5% or something like that, or all trans retinol because blah, blah. So what is your approach to just in general, like creating products? Yeah. Are they out of, out of you know, what you've seen in your, in your practice? What's going on there? Yes, 100%. Just like you guys, well, you're going to be talking about retinol on my podcast. But um, no, just like just like you said, it's, it's about science and it's about what I see on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So 99% of my hypothyroid Hashimoto patients have insulin resistance. Mm-hmm. So I was using berberine left and right, left and right. And most berberines only come in 
400 milligram capsules and the therapeutic dose is 1200 milligrams per day. Now you can stack, there's many uh, research articles out showing the benefits of berberine and metformin. So you can stack that and use a little bit less berberine. But if you just want to use berberine because it does have less of a GI impact where you don't get the loose stools as often as you do with metformin, it's still possible, but as often. So I created a 600 milligram capsule. So you only need two per day. It's really hard to remember three per day. And a lot of people don't eat breakfast because they're intermittent fasting. So I created a 600 milligram berberine works beautifully. The thyroid fixer that I created, this is kind of interesting too, really down the biohacking rabbit hole, but the thyroid fixer is T2. Mm -hmm. So we talked earlier about T4 and T3. T2 is just absolutely unbelievable when you start diving into the research. So number one, it does not create thyromimetic effects and has no effect on the cardiovascular system. What I mean by that is if you go to your doctor and you say, hey, can I have something other than this T4? Because I heard a lady on a podcast (laughs) talk about, you know, just T4 only not working and has to convert. And and your doctor might say to you, no, I'm not going to give you T3 because it's going to cause a heart attack. Well, it's not again, but can it increase heart rate? Can it increase blood pressure? Can it increase your temperature? Yes, it can. So it can have a cardiovascular effect. T3 can. Mm -hmm. T2 does not. It is completely safe. It doesn't jack you up energy-wise. It does not throw off your thyroid labs to where your doctor is going to think you're hyper all of a sudden, but it does increase your basal metabolic rate. Mm -hmm. And that means you are burning more fat at rest. It does stimulate brown adipose tissue, which is really cool in the biohacking space because why do we do cold plunges? to stimulate brown adipose tissue so that the brown adipose tissue is more metabolically active. You can change white fat to brown fat. The white fat is what causes all the issues, causes the diabetes, heart disease, impairs our organ function. So when when you stimulate that brown adipose tissue, now you're, again, stimulating thermogenesis. You're burning your own stored body fat for fuel. The other thing that T2 does is it stimulates the mitochondria. Mm -hmm. So it's actually helping the powerhouse of your cell. It's helping with energy production. It's helping with ATP production. So you're getting so many benefits with T2 that there's no reason why you shouldn't add it in. And actually T2 is present in natural desiccated thyroid. So anybody that's been taking a thyroid glandular, Mm -hmm. armor, NP, nature thyroid, when that was out, It has a little teeny tiny little bit of T2 because our thyroid glands do produce T1, T2, T3, T4. Mm -hmm. But T2 and T1 are so minute, minuscule that they're not really abundant in a natural desiccated thyroid medication, which is why when we add it in and the actual... uh, the actual ingredient is called 3,5-diodo-L-thyronine, but I'm I'm breaking it down to T2 for ease. So when you add it in, you get the benefits, you get the energy, you get the fat burning, you get the increased metabolism without affecting any other system. Mm -hmm. So it's just super cool. So yes, I look at a problem and I see, and I really look at my patient base and I go, what am I seeing over and over and over again? You know, hormone fixer increases testosterone and growth hormone. Those are always low in Mm -hmm. my ladies and my men and my men chronically low T in this day and age, but ladies are rolling in with low testosterone too. So it's, it's about looking at what do I see is necessary? Just like you guys do. What is necessary 
to really have an impact on a person's biochemistry, mm-hmm. change how they feel, optimize them, and and do no harm at the same time. Yeah, and I love your everything that you're saying. To me, just signal signals like upstream mechanisms. Everything, everything that comes out of your mouth, it's like I'm not looking to just fix someone's. You know, a lot of people write to us, "Hey, could you please recommend a specific product to me, to my whatever, to my husband?" Because I don't like enlarged pores, right? Or I don't like the wrinkle that I have between my eyebrows. What should I be using right, for right. that specifically? Right, and that's great. Most of the time, what we want to do is fix the reason it, you know, it's there to begin with. It developed whatever, and I love that you're doing that as well. Everything that you're saying is basically okay. Let's go back to the proper function of something, and how do we, you know, make it function optimally, and then we're going to get whatever results we want to get, which is beautiful. Yep, exactly. It seems to me, as far as T two, from what you're saying, is that almost everyone would gain benefits of with taking it. I mean, you know, unless you have abundant energy and you burn fat like a maniac, honestly, when you look at the studies on it, the safety, the efficacy, it's kind of like, why not? Mm-hmm. But yeah, just, I, w- I would say the, the people that don't really need it are the ones who are rock stars and they're optimized. You know, yeah. if you're saying like, listen, I'm great. I have amazing energy through the day and I can pretty much eat whatever I want. Then don't take it. But if you're the opposite of that, then take it. <laughs> well, if, if they're going to eat whatever they want, they're not going to be optimized for it. Well, that's true. That is <laughs> that's very true. So I think, you know, to maybe take a look at it from a different approach, mm-hmm. some people, they want to be optimized. They want the best life that they can, but they are maybe on a budget. You know, it seems it's mm-hmm. what we get and we get it a lot and we would like to help everyone. When someone asks us, you know, what's the best I can do? We give him a laundry list of things and it, it adds up. Yeah. So what can we prioritize? Like what's the most important? How can someone that doesn't have, you know, all the money in the world, but wants to feel great, mm-hmm. what can they do? Well, here's the thing. So I am not a huge fan or, or proponent of over testing with functional tests. You know, yeah. you have insurance for a reason. Blood can tell us a lot. So let's mm-hmm. just start there. Let's start with the blood tests that your insurance cover. Are there benefits to functional testing like stool testing and cortisol and Dutch tests and all that? Yes, there's benefit, but that's a huge out-of-pocket expense. So let's just, yeah. when we're talking about a budget, let's start with blood. Let's get your blood work and let's look at that. And then beyond that, listen, we can we can treat and those medications or thyroid hormone replacement therapy is how, what I like to call it instead. Mm-hmm. Most of those are covered by insurance. Maybe you'll have a little copay. Maybe you'll pay the co- compounding pharmacy for your hormones a little bit, but mm-hmm. definitely worth it. So then we start there and we're keeping the budget small and then we expand. So then we go, okay, maybe supplement wise, maybe I'll add in T2. I'll add in berberine because that's anti-aging, just like metformin. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe you go the metformin route if your doctor will will order it for you, and then you do those the the things you can do the changing of your diet. You're maybe add in a everybody needs vitamin D by the way, so yeah. add in a vitamin D, add in some mag. You're all mag deficient. Add in a little bit of iodine because you're all iodine deficient, and iodine does everything, including improving mm-hmm. your thyroid. So add in all of those little things, 
and really, I mean, this is what I do with patients too. I streamline. I am not the type of functional practitioner that will overtest you and you spend $2,000 in functional tests. I am not the type of practitioner that will load you down with 30 different supplements. You mm-hmm. only need to use what is absolutely necessary. So I think really kind of streamlining that, it can make it totally affordable for people. Totally affordable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. And and I love that answer. And it also shows that there is room to grow because a lot of people, the reason that they are on a budget is because they're not functioning optimally because they can't you know, bring their best self into the world. And anyone who's, who is who has gone through that process is now nodding their head, right? Because you're only as good as, as your health. The the funny saying is, you know, I have a friend who says when you're, when you're optimal, you have 99 problems. When your health is not good, you have only one, you know? Oh, that's good. It is right. (laughs) I like that. So obviously we're, we're all looking for to take more in life, but you can only take on, as much as, as your health allows. So I love that answer. Let's say someone now is understanding that they need to improve, you know, that master regulator. Mm-hmm. They need to approach that in a in a specific way, which we've which we've discussed today here. How can they either contact you? Do you do you work with people also remotely? How does it yeah. how does it work? Absolutely. No, we're, we have coverage in multiple states for prescriptions. Mm -hmm. So obviously I can work with patients one-on-one, even if they have a really good doctor that, you know, let's say their doctor really wants to help them, but just doesn't know. They don't know the thyroid. They don't know hormones. They don't know what to do. I've had a multitude of patients like that, that they're like, listen, I I have an amazing doctor. I have a friend that's a nurse practitioner that yes, we can absolutely work that way. And then if you need, if you're in the in the position where you have no one, you've done the doctor jumping, maybe you've seen six and all of them told you you're fine, you're normal, you're just getting older, it's all in your head like I did. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that we have you covered there too. If you're in a state where we have prescription coverage, then we can order the labs for you, we can prescribe for you, we, we do everything. So when I start one-on-one with a patient, it's a 90-minute consult in the beginning. We're looking over your health history, your labs, your medication, your supplements, your food, your exercise, whether or not you poop every day, how you're sleeping, are you plugging your phone next to your bed? All of those things that create a stress, a toxic environment, can throw off your thyroid, can throw off your hormones. We, we lay that all out and we de- design a plan of how you're going to get optimized. So yes, 100%. So you want to start with a discovery call. Those are free. So you can go mm-hmm. to my website, dramyhorneman.com, click on book a call, schedule a call. And then we're going to go over, there's a questionnaire there. There's an application because I, I only want to work with people who are serious. So mm-hmm. we're, we're interviewing you just like you're interviewing me. And we're really going over what you have dealt with and where you are in your health journey. And then that way we can really pick the right plan that's right for you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because I, I see that a lot. Now we have a growing company, right? We're working with many service providers and one of the things that I like about the best service providers is they don't like to fail. Right. They don't like to be the one, the only one in the in the playing field, as as we say, right? Right. So if the other, if they they kind of measure us the same way we measure them, are you going to follow the plan that I'm giving you? Are you going to 
you know, strive, perform the tasks that I know are going to give you results. Because if not, I'm going to, my system is going to be considered a failure and that's not something that I want. So it's, it's important. That's one of the things that are most important for me when I, when I work with a professional. Yep. hundred percent. Let's say someone, you know, is, is still in the journey of kind of learning. They, they, they are, Maybe they're very shy. They don't want the consultation. They're not uh, ready yet. Yeah, they're not ready yeah. yet. What I love is that you are completely out there. You're supplying so much information, whether it is through Instagram or your or your podcast, which I'm going to be on soon, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. So what are some other ways that I'm missing? How can someone educate themselves through you? Yeah, you know, just like you guys do, the podcast is just podcast, YouTube channel, just start binging. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. really that is, I, I, and thank you for that. I do provide a ton of information. You can learn just so, so much and really, you know, get, get to know me and how I mm-hmm. am and how I work with patients. A lot of people that start working with me go, I feel like I know you already because I listen to your blog. <laughs> I binge your podcast. I binge your YouTube. Yeah. Well, and that's great. That's what I want because I want our personalities to, to connect when we are working together. So I, I really, the podcast and YouTube channel, best place. I also have a private Facebook group. If you guys are on Facebook, it's Dr. Amy, the thyroid fixer, love your mirror. And in that little, little family group, you can ask questions. You can post labs. I'll give you feedback. I mean, they're knowledgeable patients in there of mine that they're answering questions too. And I'm like, that's exactly <laughs> what I would say. They have learned well. So there you go. So definitely join the Facebook group too, if you're on Facebook. Awesome. And we'll, we'll make sure that we have all of those links in the description of the podcast for anyone who wants to follow them. Amy, I, I super appreciate the time that you've given us today. It was awesome. My it pleasure. Was great. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great, great conversation. Yes. And I hope to connect soon.